Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, October 4th. Happy Travel Tuesday and happy National Taco Day, everyone. National Taco Day falling on a Taco Tuesday, too. Love to see it. Speaking of tacos, that brings me back to the last time I had tacos in the Riviera Maya, Mexico, and I had some amazing tacos at Hotel Escaret Arte, best guacamole I've had in Riviera Maya as well there. Hotel Escaret Arte is for adults, and it's sister resorts and neighboring Hotel Escaret Mexico for families, and you have La Casa de la Playa, which is a high-end luxury resort, all all-inclusive. They have some of the best food I've ever tasted at all-inclusive resorts. Definitely check them out. So we've got a great show for you today. Joining me on the show is Ryan Donches of VIP Vacations. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Thanks for joining. Hey, I think this is, might be our fifth or sixth time together. It's always a pleasure, and I love talking news and, and whatever our topics are. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Always a great time to have you on the show. Yeah, I think it might be four or five. I, uh, we're, we're around here, so Ryan's a great guest. So anytime I need someone in a pinch, I know I can count on Ryan. Always an entertaining show, too. We've got some good feedback from, from stuff, too. So I'm, I'm excited for uh, we've got a lot of good news to talk today, and we're going to discuss spooky season and the travel scene around that whole genre of dark tourism. And we'll also talk about the lightheartedness of the season, too. I mean, I don't know if Ryan is a fan of pumpkin spice lattes or if, the, if, if that scares him, you know, in the basicness of that, then we'll, we'll whenever, touch on Whenever that. you hear the word spooky, hey, spooky, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta little, put a little extra O in there, I think. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I will, I will make sure to do that in the, in the future <laughs> then throughout the rest of the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun with that. So, uh, but before we get into that, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, Let's dive on into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with the first news of Hurricane Ian and its aftermath, as I mentioned a little bit last week of what was expected to come. And it ended up being worse than we, I think, thought. So it was a wild week. Airports were shut down. Theme parks were closed. Cruise lines rerouted. And some passengers had to stay on the ship uh, for extra days and just stranded at sea, if you will. Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel Island just were destroyed. So... The path to recovery begins now, but it is certainly a long road. I did just see uh, hotels in South Florida actually are offering discounts and cheaper rates for people who are fleeing that side of the area who had to flee or um, or tried to return home and don't have a home or anything like that. And uh, one of our writers actually is lives in Fort Myers, and he left to Fort Lauderdale to escape the hurricane. And luckily, he came back and his place was still intact and things were okay for him there. But that is not the case for a lot of people. So our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to a lot of those impacted by Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Fiona as well, which uh, we had some major damage in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic for Hurricane Fiona. And Playa Resorts actually said that they're going to be reopening their impacted Dominican Republic resorts not until November and December. So Ryan, I know your team has dealt with hurricanes impacting travel for your clients before in the past. So what's your advice to listeners out there who travel this time of year? You know, it is such a hard time uh, because you never know what can happen and and travel. Anything can happen and anything will happen. We'll talk about some of those things later. But, you know, the most obvious thing is please just always travel with insurance, whether you're purchasing it right at the time of travel, which in most cases gives you the ability to get canceled for any reason coverage. So you don't have to guess. But, you know, just ask about the cost. It, it's usually 10% or sometimes less of that of the overall trip costs. 
um, get your insurance. We, we have insurance partners for a reason and we, we push our products for a reason because if a hotel is closed, you know, it'd, it'd be great to know you have that coverage and can get money back. Um, my second piece of advice is stay up to date with your airline. Um, I, something I've been pushing a lot recently is make sure you have the airline cell phone app downloaded on your end, whether you're flying a major carrier like American Airlines, JetBlue, United, or even some of the smaller ones, Spirit, uh, Allegiant in my area that and in Vegas, Allegiant flies out there a lot. Um, these companies have cell phone apps and the, that's often the first place where you get the information, you get the updates. If your flight is delayed or uh, postponed, going to be added back into the mix. Um, that information sometimes is there at your fingertips before the gate agents even know and, and have the opportunity to pass it along. Um, and even if it's just a standard day of travel hurricane, you know, notwithstanding, and, and, and you're just uh, on your own, um, it's good to know if your gate was moved down the line from what your original ticket printed on it. They do it all the time. You'll be sitting there, maybe you have no idea. And then you get a text message update right to your cell phone. You can check in on your cell phone. Your boarding pass is there. So get, get all the information you can um, at your fingertips on your, on your smartphone device. And then my, my last piece of advice is if you'd see something is impacted, whether it's a day of travel, something bad happens, or you're looking ahead and, Two days down the line, there's supposed to be a storm, a hurricane, a blizzard, something. If you see something you like, jump on the change. If you if you trust, if you your gut is telling you something might happen, and you see something available to fly in a, a day early, two days early, or you you are impacted and you're stuck, and you see this airline might be flying out, and the cost is X. If you see that and and it's available, jump on it because. All the people then that were impacted by the cancellations are now going to be fighting you for, for those changes. And if you can work ahead and if you have the flexibility to work ahead, do it. Um, we sell a lot of groups at VIP vacations, a lot of destination weddings. So if some if a storm is going to impact something and we see it coming down the line, who who's important we can get out the day before and make sure they're at the hotel for the biggest event of your life. So if you see something is available and your gut is telling you, you know, this might be okay. The second you wait, it's going to be gone. Someone else is taking it. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to be proactive on on this type of stuff. If you are planning to travel during the hurricane season and insurance, as you said, is a must. Mentioned it a little bit on last week's show too. So you know, <laughs> those are absolutely needed things. And, and hopefully we don't have any more hurricanes the rest of this year. Hurricane season technically ends in November. I know that there in the past there have been October storms. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep those fingers crossed that nothing uh, does arise in that. It's, it's the hardest thing we work with, but it's what makes travel agents and travel advisors as a whole shine. It's it's what we do when, when you're most in trouble. Let us help you and, and give you the extra set of eyes. 100%. Yes, absolutely needed on that. Always work with an advisor for my consumer listeners out there and fellow advisor listeners out there. You guys know it all too well of how impactful this time of year can be and how stressful it can be for you and your job. So we, um, as you know, from my side of things, not being an advisor, I thank you for all that you do because I know plenty of stories out there where you've helped people firsthand. So moving along to other travel news, it's a bit of mixed reports in the industry right now. We did a feature story last week on travel agency groups out there who have been recently reporting record sales for 2022 and a lot of optimism about expected continued growth for 2023, which, you know, is good for the big picture. But we did last week have new research from MMGY Travel Intelligence as part of the 2022 Portrait of American Travelers Fall Edition survey, and it revealed that inflation and the rising cost of travel are leading 
to some Americans to stay home this type of year for, for this fall season. So Ryan, I'm curious, you know, how is business for you guys at VIP and is, is, is it the cost of travel that is the main concern for your clients now? Cost is always the biggest concern at this point. Now that we're out of the safety, um, you know, what, what was the biggest concern was safety and COVID and health. So now cost is definitely, you know, the, the number one, uh, uh, factor for, for trip planners. Um, but cost and everything is, is different these days. And, you know, I, I, the, the breakfast sausage I bought yesterday blew my mind, the eight patties and the cost of the grocery store and, uh, restaurant service, the, they are paying their waiters more. So food is more expensive event tickets. If you're going to see a concert, they're, they're up in cost. Everything is just there. Um, the interesting thing about travel is everyone knew 2022 was going to be a big year. You had people canceling their trips left and right with these available credits to reuse. So, mm-hmm. There's only so many places you can go to use your credit, so much time. So 2022 is going to be big. Um, that would lead you to think 2023 might take a step back, just working with less uh, travel credits that are sitting out there. Uh, I would pump the brakes, though, because I, everything is still very busy. The airlines and the hotels are, are busy. And you can just know that. Uh, in your heart by seeing the cost of flight tickets to a lot of destinations. If their planes weren't full, if they had tons of available airlines, those, uh, those tickets would be less expensive. So people are obviously still playing, uh, paying these premium prices. So they're going to stick there until the, the supply and demand goes down a little bit. Um, but it, hopefully, you know, the, the demand does slow down a little. So the cost can be less of a problem for, for the budget traveler. Um, my last point though, is deals are still out there left and right. So cruising is probably at an all time best rate. And it's been that way for the last couple of years as that market gears back up. Um, if there's, if, if you want to take a cruise now, now's the time to jump on a great deal. Absolutely. Um, and Mexico, Mexico, um, I drop promos on my Facebook every once in a while. And I was like, Hey, this is the first one I can, I can do. I, I feel really confident, really happy about this product. And the price is great. Airline doesn't seem affected uh, in most cases. So for last minute travel, I would look all inclusive in Mexico. The, there's tons of hotel companies there that keep the product really good, but the cost there hasn't maybe uh, reached the, the limits that, that some of the other destinations have. Yeah, it's a slower time, you know, in the industry right now. But I think if you can be out there and advisors too, if you can talk to your clients, if you know that they're going to plan something for the holiday, if they haven't yet, or if you know that they're going to be thinking 2023, they should be thinking 2023. Now, you know, things are going to continue to rise there. This uh, just recently to the CDC, they announced that they're no longer going to maintain a country by country list of coronavirus related travel advisories. So that's going to ease the minds of, of those people out there who have yet to travel at all still because those, those people do exist, you know, despite they what are, you might think out there. Waiting, and, the people, and now is the time. Exactly. You've got to start thinking about 2023 because it, it, it is booking up. You know, people are, are booking further in advance. That's a, a trend that is not going to go away, you know, for 2023. I think it's that's here to stay. People are going to be jumping on things soon and you should not not wait. And that's a message, too, that advisors should put out there. And I love that you mentioned deals, too, because that's that's also the mindset of, of, you know, your regular consumer travelers out there. They're thinking, you know, if they are thinking to 2023 right now or if they haven't booked anything for holiday, you know, their, their first thought is, especially with inflation going on, like, are there any deals right now? What can I do with that? So anytime you can, you know, drop some promos out there, it's, it's certainly good for the, for that. And so. it, it opens eyes. And, and while we're on just one quick other promo <laughs> or, or, or price, you know, price point talk, if you think you're going to the Dominican Republic in the future, um, please buy your flights eight months early. 
um, eight, eight months before your trip. If, if you're planning, if you are an active planner, you know you have a wedding and you know you're going on vacation and the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana happens to be your place, don't wait to buy your airfare. It, it, as we get closer with that destination, it just goes up. So I would look at what you're seeing six to eight months out and jump on it because I haven't seen it get better. And it's been that way for the last couple of years. So when, when tackling that destination, that's, that's my recommendation there. Great sound advice. So jump on that. If you are a DR fan in any way, if you've never been, you absolutely should put it on your radar because I love that area and that destination for sure. sure. So as I mentioned with 2023 stuff, I did want to just drop a quick stat here. Um, according to Statista, uh, worldwide travel and tourism revenues are forecasted to reach $716.8 billion for 2022, which is a, a 45% increase over the figures from 2021. And then projections for 2023 for world travel and tourism is 852 billion. So things are going to be getting better on that aspect of of the industry, which is certainly great to see. But as I said before, you know, we know fall is a slower time for the travel industry at large, but there are destinations out there who thrive this time of year. And many destinations are gearing up to for the holiday travel season as they will be thriving in that time period as well. The travel app Hopper says that we can expect a huge travel holiday season and things are going to be more expensive and ensure my trip um, travel insurance stuff. They sent me a release the other day uh, that their policyholders are paying nearly double for travel at Christmas and New Year's over the last year. So, Ryan, are you seeing the same thing on the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday time front? Yeah, and and, and it's to be to, to be expected year in year out. The most popular times to travel are holidays when people have extra time off. They want to see family. Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, Easter are the most expensive times to travel. Um, when costs are higher, your insurance cost is going to go up too. But um, it, it totally makes sense. And it's just is what it is, supply and demand. Um, but it is a very special time of the year and people want to travel during Christmas and they have traditions. But just know um, if that's when you're going to go, that price point that you may have had a year prior, that price point you had two years ago, it's a little different nowadays. It really is for for holiday holiday travel. Yeah. And if you're not if you're not booked yet on your flight, you've got to like do that now as you listen to this, do that this week because yeah. the long the closer you get to Thanksgiving time, the, the higher that price is going to increase. And you know, the big issue with the summer was the staffing situations and we hope, you know, and I've been saying this for weeks now, we hope that, you know, they're, they're hiring people and they, they are, but you know, we'll, time will tell on, on that aspect of are these people trained, are people going to show up and during the holiday time. And we did have, um, the, you know, the, the issues with staffing, I think has been a lot towards the airlines, but you know, hotels have had their issues too. And the American hotel and lodging association, they, issued a recent member survey and they found that 87% of their respondents in that indicated that they're experiencing a staffing staffing shortage. 36% say that it's a severe problem for them. So to help remedy the issue, a lot of hotels out there are offering job candidates a variety of incentives with 81% of that survey respondents saying that they've been increasing wages, 64% providing more flexible working hours, and 35% are increasing benefits. So Love to see that for incentives to get people to show up and to work. So, Ryan, are you hearing from clients complaining about staffing issues on the hotel side of things? Or has most of that been, you know, what, what we saw this summer with the uh, airlines issues kind of taking the top spot of the headlines and everything? Oh, it's it's definitely being told to us. Um, and it's for a variety of reasons as well. Um you don't necessarily think about supply chain and, and that's something that's been talked about the last couple of years, but it's the same for these international hotels and, and for travel in general um, food shortages, uh, whether it's steak or lobster at a certain hotel uh, staffing is a problem. And, and that 
is, is all the way throughout the process. So we, you know, you do have to practice your, your patience a little bit when you're, when you're going away and in, in general, um, airports are busy, the hotels are busy and they are short staffed. Um, and when you combine that in with the supply and demand thing we were talking about and cost of travel, it can leave, uh, consumers a little frustrated. Um, so it, it is a tough thing to deal with, but, you know, remind your, your people ahead of time and, you know, just to be patient and, and we are thankful that travel is available to us again. It wasn't that long ago when we, we couldn't go places, we couldn't leave our homes. So, you know, we are thankful of this, but, um, the staffing shortage is definitely an issue and it's, it's not something you might even realize from the, the truckers that bring the food to the hotels, uh, all, all the way up and pilots. I know, I think we talked about this where, mm-hmm. um, it takes about five years before they're, they're really going to have all those pilots back and, and taught and, and to know what they're doing. So while it, it might be a low travel season right now, th- this could be an issue next summer when, when the demand, uh, for, for flyers is back up again. So hopefully, these airlines continue to to hire back the necessary team so we can keep moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of the, the staffing and the airline stuff, Amsterdam Airport, they announced that uh, they plan to continue to cap the number of travelers permitted to depart from the airport through the end of March 2023. And the staffing issues is kind of the main reasoning there as we jump over to the air travel news space. And that's an unfortunate situation there with, with Amsterdam because it's a very popular airport. So I don't know that others are going to follow suit in that aspect. I mean, you've got a huge, uh, you know, season coming up with holiday stuff. So I think it'll be a little bit better than the summer. But you've also, like, as you said, you know, pack your patience and everything because Mother Nature is going to do her thing this fall, this winter as well in holiday season time. And that could impact things and, and beyond just the, the staffing side of, of the situation there. So you got to be prepared in that that side of things, too. So in, in other air travel news, just kind of quickly wrap up here before we can jump over to our theme of the week on the show. United followed through on their threat and they halted service at JFK, which kind of uh, surprised some some people in the industry there. But, you know, they stuck to their guns on their threat. They had mentioned it that they wanted to pull out if things didn't change and, and they didn't. So they, they, they dropped that. So monitor that situation um, and see if, you know, that becomes a trend elsewhere of, you know, airlines pulling punches on, on that and making threats and then following through on it. So also just announced this morning, the FAA announced the longer rest time for flight attendants and the new rule will require 10 hours of consecutive rest uh, if they're on a 14 hour sh- uh, period shift or, or that. So love to see that. It was actually a rule that they tried to get from 2018 from a law that passed, but it just, you know, didn't work with staffing. Yeah. It didn't, didn't <laughs> help. And, uh, didn't, stuff. you know, the government side of things, uh, Step took in. a while on that. So now the, uh, they've got that remedied and, and that, so that's good for flight attendants. I know that they're happy on that side. And, also, some cool news on the air travel space. A successful electric plane flight recently took place uh, a couple weeks ago, and U.S. senators are now pushing for electric planes to help expand regional flights, and they think that that can be a real game changer in the regional flight aspect of things. You know, myself, I would, you know, let's get some high-speed trains up in here, and that could be easier. Than, but, you know, you know, I feel like electric planes is crazy money, so yeah, and that'll take time. But, you know, Ryan, I'm, I'm curious. Electric planes, how old do you think it'll, or how old do you think will be? How long do you think it'll be before this becomes like an industry regular? Because, you know, we have electric cars right now, but it, it's not an industry standard takeover. Most of the cars on the road rely on gas. We saw how big of an issue that was over the summer. So, you know, with the, with the gas prices and stuff. So I think it's going to be the same way with airplanes. You know, a few might enter the market and yeah, it's a great innovation, but I think it was going to be a long while before electric planes are kind of the norm. What do you think? It wouldn't surprise me if they are used in the, the next 15 years and something that exists uh, just as soon as maybe 10 to 15 years. But 
Uh, until we see electric cars and, and the masses using mm-hmm. them and to, to help the world, I, I don't know if, if many will use this as a way to to travel or to move. But um, technology moves quick these days, so right. you can't be surprised when, when it catches up. True, very true on that. And I think it's going to be a lot on the airlines to kind of make that call, whereas the car side of things is a little different where, you know, if our only option is to, you know, the airlines just make a full industry shift, that's on them. But there's just so many different car brands out there where I feel like they're like, ah, we're not, we're not jumping into that space just yet. And that'll, that's going to take some time. So I think it'll be a long time for electric airplanes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm curious your thoughts out there. Listeners, you can email me podcast at travelpulse.com for your thoughts on that or anything else in the show that wraps up what we've been, uh, what's been trending in the world of the travel industry. Any additional thoughts, you know, shoot me a line. I would love to hear from you. So now we're going to jump over to our theme of the week on spooky season. There it is. (laughs) So spooky season travel, AKA dark tourism. It's, you know, it's a multi-million dollar industry. It's a little, you know, the ghost tours that you hear about, it goes beyond that too of paranormal stuff and haunted houses and everything. And it's a big, it's a big thing. You know, this time of year, obviously the height of it. And that's why we're talking about it now. The haunted horror and paranormal type of travel is pretty much year round though. I mean, look at the travel channel. It used to be all about travel, but now it's rebranded to TRVL channel. They did um, several years ago at this point now, and their vast majority of their TV programming is now horror and paranormal shows. I always found that kind of odd. thought you should just keep for travel, have a few of those shows, make your own network about the paranormal stuff. But I digress. That's still, I'm still a little bitter about that. I love the travel channel shows, but anyway, back to spooky season sub spooky season. Spooky. When I hear that though, I think it's like, uh, to me, it's, you know, the true horror and scary shit side of stuff where you're, you know, people just people, there are people out there who love that type of things. Not, not necessarily for me. I'm more of the fun entertainment side things of like the theme parks and you know, the commercialization of Halloween, if you will. So what jumps out to you when it comes to spooky season? And it's really great because in the United States, we have tons of places you can go for travel and for tourism. Um, and it's really great this time of year for an extended weekend. I actually just had a coworker last week. They, they did a, a four or five day uh, Salem trip for, for a girl's weekend. And they obviously went up there for the history and to see everything about the witches. But they, they kind of told me as soon as this, this time of year rolls by, it seems like that was a hustling and bustling kind of Halloween town with costumes everywhere and parties. So you can go for the history. You can go for, uh, to, to relive all the tales. Um, or you can just go have some fun too. And, and a little bit of both. So Salem, I mean, that's gotta be number one, right? Yeah, it's it's up there for sure, especially with the whole you know hocus pocus side of things. Have you seen the new hocus pocus at all? <laughs> no, I have I have not seen it, but um, I was told that if you want to have a great time or maybe a better experience, uh, make a drinking game out of out of the word sisters. You know, just uh, anytime Ooh. it's shouted, it will be shouted. That will be a good time for you. Um, it is shouted a lot. I, I have I have seen that one. I watched it. it. Yeah, it it, yeah, it was, it was it was cute. You know, I mean, you know, it's not the original or whatever, but it's still right. a fun fun movie and gets in the the spooky season of things. And yes, if you make that a drink drinking game you will be feeling it you will be feeling it (laughs) but i do gotta ask you know with spooky season stuff um what is going on in your home state of pennsylvania like what like haunt so haunted america they put out the list of their top 13 haunted houses because you know 13 it just it just fits there makes sense you don't need a top 10 on that with with this you need you need your top 13 and everything so uh but your home state 
is on there twice. They have Pinhurst Asylum in Spring City, Pennsylvania at number one, and then 100 Acres Manor in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania at number 10 on there. Plus, you guys have the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, which is really um, big. And then you also have Gettysburg, which is another place among the most haunted destinations in America of all the lists that you find out there uh, on that. So what the heck is going on with your state, Ryan? You know, uh, people don't realize there's a, there's definitely a lot of farm country in PA. Um, there it is nicknamed Pennsylvania for a reason. So we 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 got some we got some goofy some goofy individuals here, but we do love our Halloween. Um, and besides the big events you just mentioned, there's tons of of entertainment pop ups with with really cool things in in the entire state from from Pittsburgh over to Philly. It, there, there's a lot. Philadelphia does have the Eastern State Penitentiary, at least the Philadelphia area. Um, awesome 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 experience and i'm not just talking around halloween time they they have tons of history about a really really dark time uh and and some some former practices that they use uh that you can visit around the the calendar year for halloween year uh, for the halloween time of year though they they step up their game and they have some really great high level entertainment haunted houses um that i'm a big fan of i know you 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 mentioned some of the entertainment we're going to touch in a bit but they have they have a great experience there mixed with the history makes it a really unique thing. And Gettysburg, um, anytime I, I, I think of that, I, I think of Anchorman two. Um, do you ever do you see Anchorman two with the ghost of Stonewall Jackson? Yeah. And it's just like, there's, there's tons, there are tons of dead soldiers that lost their lives there. It's gotta be spooky. It's gotta be haunted, yeah. right? There, there, there were too, there were too much drama that happened in that, that part of our country. Um, again, history, you can relive movies. What a, what a great little city for, for a quick getaway. Right. Yeah. Even if you're not super into the haunted aspect of things, Gettysburg is definitely worth that too. But you know, this type of year, if you are into the spooky aspect of things, that is certainly going to have some interesting vibes there of, of given its, you know, long storied history too. So with, with haunted houses though, I, I do have to say, if you know any out there, you know, if, if the place makes you sign a waiver before you go, you know, that's legit and you better go to the bathroom before you enter, <laughs> right? <laughs> Eastern State Penitentiary, they actually, you can sign up if you want to be removed from your group um, where they, they take you and they'll, they'll pull you into a different hallway or a separate area away from everybody for some extra scares. So that, and they differentiate that with a, a light up bracelet or necklace. So wait, like somebody hallway. will come out of the shadows and grab you and grab you. And oh, if, hell if, no. If you're wearing the, the red necklace, for instance, they know that they can give you an extra level of terror and take you to a hidden uh, pathway for extra spooks and you're by yourself and it, and the rest of the group touch. and the yeah. rest of the group just thinks you died and you're like and oh you're we, we went to the we'll eastern we'll meet up at the end <laughs> <laughs> we went to get spooked and haunted at the eastern state penitentiary we in philadelphia ryan. and we lost ryan he yeah. was he was a good man but uh <laughs> we carried on because someone snatched him out of the shadows and we said no thank you we said right. no thank you and ran that, that would be me i would run i'm sorry ryan <laughs> i'd be like get me out of here because you would probably not tell me that that was a thing if we didn't do this beforehand if i didn't know this beforehand there are, I'm sure there are a Take lot of people out there. It, it, it'll, it'll end up fine. I promise you want the red one. <laughs> oh gosh. No. Um, we're getting to other destinations though, with, you know, spooky season and the, the haunted aspect of things like we have to talk about Mexico and the day mm-hmm. of the dead, because that is a huge thing this time of, for, for, uh, October 30th and, and November, or October 31st, November 1st for, for them. So have you had, have you sent clients to that? Have you talked to, to people who've experienced that? I know that it's very popular and a lot of the, you sell a lot of all-inclusive resorts. So I know that they do a lot of things on their properties too for, for stuff. So I know it's huge, um, beyond, 
you know, just all-inclusive areas as well. It's, it's all of Mexico. Yeah. It, and there are certain cities in Mexico that do it better or m- might do it more historical and, and for real. So if you want to actually be involved in it, you know, make sure you're going to the right city. But these all-inclusive hotels, they are celebrating. And it's it's neat because it's very easy for us as Americans, if you're listening in the United States, to understand these these traditions. And because we celebrate a little bit of, of Halloween and this is just, a, you know, a different spinoff of it with um, remembering your family and your loved ones and, and celebrating them and, and keeping them and, and keeping their history going. Um, I talked to a lot of my resort partners and across the board, pretty much every, every big brand is celebrating somewhat at, at the hotel, whether it's setting up uh, altars for, for the loved ones right there at the property. So travelers can understand, you know, what, what they celebrate in, in the destination. Um, my friend at Hilton Cancun sent me a note. Um, they're going to have arts and craft workshops for, for the, the people on property. Um, the demonstration and explanation of why the altars are set up and, and the reasoning behind the tradition. So you're going for all inclusive or to celebrate and to relax, but you're also being introduced to the local culture. Um, they parades at, at the Hills of Cancun. They're doing live performances with, you know, in decoration. Um, I also have traveled to uh, the Palace Resorts, Ibero Star, any of the big companies out there, the Hard Rock Resorts. Um, they, they often throw theme parties. So they might have someone at the hotel painting faces and, and giving out little things for picture booths or something. But um, really cool time of year to travel, to experience culture, to learn something new while you're on vacation. What, what a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. If you've never experienced it, it's, it's on my list for sure. I would love to do it. I know um, Escaret and the Escaret Parks and the hotels, mm-hmm. uh, Hotel Escaret Arte and Hotel Escaret Mexico and La Casa de la Playa, they do things as well. And if you stay at any of those, you get access to the Escaret Parks and they do a festival of life and death traditions, big festival, big ceremony. So it's it's worth putting on your radar too, if you're, you're traveling down at that time of year in, in the Riviera Maya region for that. And, and with Mexico and the Day of the Dead, I do have to mention um, one of the destinations, this was on Samantha Brown's top haunted cities list and everything. It's uh, Isla de los Muñecas, Mexico. And it's mm-hmm. a small mm-hmm. island. It began as a memorial to a girl who drowned off the shores of the island, though the death has never been confirmed. The island is now home to hundreds of doll limbs, heads, and limp doll bodies hanging everywhere you look. So you can even claim, uh, visitors even claim they've seen the dolls moving all on their own. So if you're big into the haunted and spooky aspect of things, next time you go to Mexico, maybe put that on your radar because um, that's creepy just reading about it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's tons of places that you can go for more of that type of uh, that travel. And that's really popular amongst horror fans. Um, New Orleans, uh, Nolens, which we yeah. should probably say it a little less. <laughs> Nolens, uh, you know, tons of spooky stuff. You're you're from Georgia. I know you guys have some some stuff around there too. With, with that's haunted and yeah, you know, so, that, that, that's where you go. Yeah, Savannah, Georgia. They've got some popular ghost tours and, and haunted homes. And uh, I feel like this, the South in general has you know a very haunted. Uh, they got a terrible history down here so they've got some haunted aspects going on um hollywood is also big too the roosevelt hotel a lot of people said they've seen marilyn monroe at that one so if you're a fan of marilyn monroe you know maybe stay at the hotel uh, roosevelt hotel in hollywood and then chateau marmont as well a lot of people have seen they've seen john belushi and his he was a frequent guest there so there's a lot of hotels too in the la area that would that scare you if you saw john belushi or would you be excited i think i'd be excited yeah i i think i would be i I don't know if i think it was real right he's it would just be like am i being punked right now or like is are you hold on are you real like i yeah it would be intriguing to be like let me go try to oh wait you're you're a ghost okay 
what? what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of different things on that. And when we talk about Hollywood, we have to segue over into the fun side of things with the transition into, you know, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. And then you've got Disney as well. And they're their themed events and they're very uh, Mickey's Boo Bash, uh, Boo Party, Boo Parade and everything. So, you know, Disney versus Universal this time of year is big and they actually start early. Um, Disney, I think, is like late August when they start August. their yeah. their 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 Mickey Parade, the, the Boo Bash and everything. And uh, Universal is really big with Halloween Horror Nights. So I, um, what are your likes and, and dislikes for, for those? First, they're both awesome. So if, if you're down there and you have the opportunity and a ticket is available, they're, they're both great, but they're totally different. Um, they're totally different experiences. Yeah. Universal is the haunted houses. That's the high end, um, really, that they're going to scare you. They're trying to scare you. Uh, and really, really high end, with a lot of technology and awesome sound effects and light effects and, and great actors that they hire from all around the country to come scare you. Uh, Disney is more a limited ticket to experience a a lot of what they they tend to have around the year, but at a much smaller crowd level. So you can do everything at the magic kingdom really quick and get on all all the rides while there's also a party going on where you can get special merchandise and meet special characters and whatnot. But um, if you're, if you want to be scared and you're looking for haunted houses, you go to universal. If you want to make some rides, have some Halloween fun, maybe dress up in a costume, I would say Disney, but both are worth it. Both tend to sell out. Mm-hmm. Um, both very popular. Yeah. Both very popular and they sell out at, at pretty much every event. Um, if you have the option at a universal to book a, or to purchase the skip the line access in whatever capacity, do it do yeah. it. I know that's just going to make more people do it. So then that has less you know power, but it is so worth it because um, there are busy events uh, and the, the houses are very popular. If you don't have that front of the line, you might not get to experience all the really cool things that are only there that time of year and for that event because those haunted houses aren't open during the day. So if you're going to Universal Theme Park, you're not going to experience the Halloween stuff. Well, if you're doing Disney during the day, Magic Kingdom during the day, at night, it's pretty much the same rides and the same entertainment minus a parade or a show or something. Right, yeah. If you you got to get that fast pass on that for for the Halloween oh, yeah. one, otherwise you're not you're gonna miss out on so many things. You know, my biggest likes for both. I've been to both of them, and I, I really enjoyed the Space Mountain ride. It was fully dark and that, and they they played uh, some like hard metal music and stuff the time I was there. So that was a cool experience cool, just yeah. to just to ride that in a different capacity. But you know, with Halloween Horror Night, I, both of them really. I like the food. I, I lean towards Disney. Yep. I think that they're better on it because they do like special themes with with this with these events and stuff. So I lean towards Disney because. They are a little better on the food aspect of things, but I was very surprised when I went to Halloween Horror Nights. I'm not a huge horror fan, but I went for work and, and covered that, and they, they had a lot of new releases. It was when they first launched the Stranger Things house, and they had you know the, the waffle um, treats on that. So they, I was pleasantly surprised with how they've sort of elevated their food game, and, and they continue to do so at Universal. Um it's a big draw for the millennials too and you get your instagrammable food stuff too so um like i said i was there for work coverage but i i brought my wife with me and um we missed the sign um we just saw this big line it was there for the stranger things so i thought like oh yeah here's stranger things right here there's a massive line of people and we were not going into that one and we didn't realize until we walked in and i was like oh no this is the michael myers one and (laughs) my wife was not happy with me at all she was very mad because she only wanted to do the stranger things house and then just eat the food right and i was going to go experience a couple other stuff and we walk around and everything but uh whoopsie on that one so the stranger things house they, they will get you 
at oh. some point you are you will be got mm-hmm. uh whether it's in a house or just walking in between attractions someone is gonna get you to jump and it's fun and you laugh and it, it's, it's it's a great experience i i would definitely recommend uh both that that and and disney's uh not so scary parties that they're both fantastic yeah, because Mickey's not so scary is is really it's not so scary, and then and the the parade thing is a lot of fun. So very family friendly, and like you said, you get a little bit of you know less crowd action too because it is a special ticket event. So fun stuff on both of that front. And so just last question here as we wrap things up, Ryan, on the theme of horror. This doesn't necessarily have to be related to spooky season or not, but uh, what is your travel advisor horror story out there, or have you heard of any? Because I'm sure many travel advisors out there have some sort of horrific experience with their clients before. So just on on that theme of of uh, what the show's here. So curious there. So I, I mentioned it earlier, but anything in travel will go wrong. If it can go wrong, it will happen. But that's why you use an advisor, right? But just some of the scariest words that exist in the travel industry. We mentioned hurricanes. They mess up so much uh, of, of, of our plans, of your individual travel plans. Horrible. Blizzards. We despise a blizzard. Um, here's, here's, here's one. Uh, it's not weather related. Hotel buyouts. And you might be asking, what does that even mean? It's a big corporation, a big company comes and rents out an entire hotel and you're sending your best friend honeymooning down there and they can't go anymore because some company just hotel bought out. Um, other things that have happened, uh, I've had wedding couples that have broken up weeks Ooh. up to their event. That's a horror story. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> not, not to mention what it leaves us uh, to, to pick up pieces and, and deal with angry friends and family. Um, the transfers not picking you up at the airport. You would, oh, you gosh. wouldn't believe the things that I've been called because a transfer wasn't available that we had booked for them. And for whatever reason, it's not my fault. The driver is sick or the driver didn't show show up you know what ah um and and you know the scariest thing of all what, what about these the pandemic man that yeah. was horrible that was terrible and so many of my friends lost their job for a year or so and you know no one was moving so what what the, wouldn't that mean for my job um it's a really tough industry because we are impacted by everything we're impacted by war we're impacting by, by politics we're impacted by the weather um but that's what also makes this a really fun and resilient industry at the same time um travel is back travel is booming and please use an advisor we're here to help you when these crazy situations come come through and you need some extra support extra set of eyes a friend uh someone to lean on maybe just a little bit of advice um please use an advisor in most cases we don't cost anything um so talk to somebody get that extra help you need and everything will be fine in the long run right yeah some of them may may charge a fee but it's not a scary thing and you're going to be so much better for it and you are you already paying for a lot of streaming services out there and you'll get a lot more benefit from even if if a travel advisor does have a fee you'll get a lot more benefit from a of a travel advisor than you would your streaming service and i'll stick to that so um, and whatever the model is it's it's advice it's help it's support and um why, why go into something by yourself when you don't need to absolutely that wraps up our show here. So Ryan, thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to join the show again in a pinch. I really appreciate it, man. I'll tell our listeners where they can follow you and uh, on the social channels and reach out to you if they want to or your website, all that, all that good stuff. Plug away, my man. Yeah, well, uh, on Instagram is always the easiest. It's Ryan's with an S. 
on the road. Ryan's on the road. Uh, I love connecting with travelers and travel advisors alike. Uh, Facebook, Ryan Donch, D-O-N-C-H. Feel free to give me an ad. If I see it's travel related, it's, it's always a quick approve. Um, but you know, my VIP vacations head to our website, vacationsbyvip.com. Shoot me an email uh, if you ever want to network or, or just bounce ideas. Excellent, man. And in our listeners out there, if you have a horror story, I would like to hear it. I'm intrigued by that thing. So podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. You can reach out whether you have a horror story or you just want to chat or you want to connect or anything like that. Or you'd like to be on the show in the future or sponsorship opportunities, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you again, Ryan, for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So that wraps up our show. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great week. 